Hi, guys, and welcome to episode 22 of On The DL. Uh, Dakota and Lan are joining you today, and we are going to go over uh, a challenge that's been around since, I think, March 2019, I could be wrong, um, called 75 Hard. Uh, for those playing at home who don't know what this is, Lan, why don't you just run us through it? It's brand new to me too, so you guys are learning as I'm learning, so well done. <laughs> so basically 75 Hard is this challenge that was put out by Andy Frisella, um, who is the CEO of First Form, which is a supplement company. He's also He also does 101 other things. He's an entrepreneur. Um, but basically he brought out this 75 Hard Challenge as a mental toughness program. And it had a certain set of rules that you had to achieve every single day for 75 days. If you broke any of those uh, commitments over the 75 days, you have to start again. So the whole concept is about making it through that 75 days with enough mental toughness to commit to all of it. The first commitment that you had to make was to follow a diet. There's no particular structure. So it's no set diet that you have to follow, but you have to follow a diet. It had to have no cheat meals and no alcohol involved. Second one was two exercise, uh, two 45-minute periods of exercise in the day, no specified exercise, so it's not set out what you have to follow, but one of mm-hmm. them does have to be completed outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the third one that you have to tick off is uh, a gallon of water a day, which in, in Aussie language is about 3.8 litres of water a day. Then we had 10 pages of a non-fiction entrepreneurial book each day that you have to read, <laughs> and a five-minute cold shower, and last but not least, progress picks every day. So you needed to tick all of these things off for 75 days straight to be able mm-hmm. to say that you've achieved 75 hard. So Jack and I were intrigued by this one because we got asked by a couple of our clients about it. To be honest, I hadn't. I, it kind of came to fame on TikTok, which I'm not on, so I had never heard of it <laughs> until, <laughs> until a client brought it up and you were the same. You saw it on social media and then a client yeah. asked about it, right? Yeah, I saw it on, uh, I can't think of the name of her, but somebody I followed did it probably like six months ago and I was like oh what's that never heard of that before and uh and yeah and then I read up on it and I was like wow okay this is a lot it's super interesting so I think the way Jack and I want to break it down today we don't have any opinion on Andy we're not going to talk about Andy or his background all we're going to do is look at the different components that you have to follow and sort of look at the pros and cons of it and then look at it as a whole so Jack why don't you talk a little bit yes. about uh, point number one? So just following yes. a diet. <laughs> a diet. Now, I I mean, I kind of like the fact that it's not really, uh, really a structured diet. Like he hasn't gone and picked, you know, keto or low carb or, you know, he hasn't cho- chosen one. Um, yeah. So I kind of like the, 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 that's probably a pro for me. Um, not restrictive. Yeah. Yes, 100%. Yeah. But in saying that, um, what constitutes a diet? Like, um, and in regards to the diet as well, there's obviously no alcohol and no cheat meal. But then yeah. also, what constitutes cheat meal? So it's like, That's right. You can kind of, I want to say, cheat the system 
Yeah. Um, but it also depends, I guess, on how hard you go. I think uh, a negative way you could look at look at it is, you know, uh, people have a tendency to go really hard, of course, 75 hard, and they, they love to make things harder for themselves. So yeah. I feel like a lot of people would take it too far. Like I'd be like, yep, 1,200 calories. Yeah, that's perfect for me. I'm going to do that for 75 days and just completely cook themselves. Yeah, chicken and broccoli all day, every day for the next 75 days. That <laughs> <laughs> would be so sad. <laughs> but it's true, yeah, it's the, the lack of clarity or the lack of um, structure could be beneficial or negative depending on the person. It's kind of like if it fits your macros, right? If it fits your macros, it's really beneficial. If you have a good grasp of what foods you need to have in your diet, it's really detrimental if all you're doing is finding ways to fit random things in your diet that are of no nutritional benefit. (laughs) Didn't didn't you say, we had a conversation like ages ago, didn't you say you made the effort to do like a meal plan that was Nutella and bread and ice cream or something? Oh, protein, protein shakes. Protein powder, (laughs) ice cream, Nutella, um, and it was I was able to hit the macros required with very little nutritional benefit. And I had to do this to show a client through it. Not to be facetious, not to be... It's actually a, what I'm on, so... Yeah, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> but it was not at all to be facetious. It was to really get that clarity across there that macronutrients are only a percentage of the equation. You know, I'm not yeah. going to say 50%, 70%. They're a percentage of the equation, not the full equation. So mm. that lack of structure, yeah, it could definitely vote for or against somebody doing this challenge, I think. The no alcohol is a pretty clear cut one. There's, I don't think many people are going to argue the health benefits of alcohol. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that one's really safe. But like you were saying before, what constitutes a cheat meal? So if you go out yeah. and you order a chicken Caesar salad, it may have as many calories in it as if you went to yeah. McDonald's and ordered a Big Mac meal, does that mean yeah. that the salad and the Big Mac meal are therefore equivalent and both cheat meals or what, what constitutes a cheat meal? What constitutes, meal? yeah. It's like a, a treat meal. A treat meal for a bodybuilder is going to be <laughs> like largely different to somebody who, you know, just a gem pop person trying to lose weight slowly. Like exactly. Their cheat meals are going to be completely different. So it's like, yeah, it's up to the, I guess it's person to person. Yeah. Really which again falls into the pro and the con, right? Like this is yeah. what's really interesting about this challenge. It's actually hard to knock it for a number of reasons, right? Like because yeah. he's not claiming that this is a weight loss challenge and he, Priscilla, is not selling this as a weight loss challenge. He's selling this as a mental toughness challenge. Not with his words. Yeah, exactly right. So we did have a quick we'll mention of <laughs> things there. But the, the, yeah, the, the intent behind it means that we have to look at it very differently. Mm. If someone was selling this as a health program, you and I would have very strong opinions on it, right? Because there's yeah. certain things about it that are really detrimental and that we wouldn't mm. promote. But because of what he's selling it as or what he's promoting it as, we really can't yeah. be so straight down the line with our opinions on this. So, yeah. all right, I reckon we've given the nutrition component a good cover. Mm-hmm. Let's talk exercise. So two by 45-minute sessions every day and one has to be outside. Let's talk pros and cons. Coming from somebody who has gone 
way too hard. Uh, you know, I, I did two two sessions a day, six days a week for what what was it, six or eight weeks until my body burnt out. You cooked um, your adrenals, little missy. Cooked. Yeah. <laughs> but in saying that, I was doing CrossFit twice a day. Yes. Um, so I think it depends on the person. Obviously, if we're looking at a gem pop person, they're not going to work as hard as you know, an elite level athlete, they're going to, you know, and when you say workout, you know, there's a 45 minute walk outside count as my outside workout for the day. I mean, technically I've, you know, I've, I've tracked it on my watch, like I've burnt some cows. So, I mean, if, if you can do that, if you can do a 45 minute walk outside, uh, but the only thing with the outside workout is what if it's raining? Weather dependent completely. Yeah. That's a big part of it. And of course, that will affect people in some areas of the world more than others, but it's definitely a consideration, you know, like Melbourne, yeah. we could be psyched to go outside right now and five minutes later, we're screwed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah 100%. <laughs> but it's true. It's a legitimate concern. But you're right as well about the whole, um, you know, the intensity that different populations would go at when they're training. So doing a 45-minute yoga session in the park, we could see that as hugely beneficial if you go to the gym. Exactly. Go to the gym in the morning, do a 45-minute workout, then go to the yep. park in the afternoon and do your yoga to calm yourself down before you settle in for the evening. For your cold that, shower. <laughs> that could be hugely beneficial. But yeah. the other way that people could take it, which is like what we were saying with the nutrition, because there is no structure, people could mm. take it as a challenge. Too go far. too hard and get themselves injured, burnt out, <laughs> cooked adrenally, you know, all of those sorts of things. So I mm-hmm. guess if you were going to do a challenge like this, it would almost be worth having, it would almost be worth having a coach oversee it so that yeah. they can give you the structure where it's lacking so that you can get the yeah. most out of the whole 75 hard situation while still achieving the mental toughness out of it. So having someone give you the structure doesn't take the mental toughness out of it at all. You still have to stick to it. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Definitely from a safety perspective of of the training aspect, I think definitely having some guidance or more so it's hard, right? Because on one hand I want to say, Maybe, you know, <laughs> go one, one 45 session, go a little bit slow, one 45 session, go a little bit hard. But then it's like there's almost like if, if you say go slow and go hard, there are people that their hard is like a 5 out of 10. Yeah. But then other people's hard is like a 10 out of 10. And it's just, yeah, it's it's dependent on person to person, which makes it quite difficult to kind of, uh, I guess, structure. That's it. And it would so depend on your previous history as well, right? Like if you're coming yeah. from nothing and you go to everything, your risk of getting injured is a lot higher than if you were already doing, yeah. you know, if you're already going at 75 and you took it up to 100, you're less likely to get injured in that circumstance and less likely to burn out. So I think yeah. from an exercise perspective, I think there just needs to be a bit more guidance behind it to make it a functional component of the challenge. I think I think with the training I think the best thing you could do coming into this challenge would be to remember what you were doing before the challenge. Yeah. Take that into account. If you're going from six months of no training to two sessions a day, maybe, maybe ease into it, ease yourself into it. That's a very, that's a very logical 
proactive way to go about it and you're still ticking the box. You're still achieving what you're setting out to achieve. All right, now the, the third point is one that we don't really need to argue too much. So 3.8 litres of water a day. For most people, that's going to be beneficial rather than detrimental. You know, don't yeah. maybe don't go straight up to 3.8 litres a day if you've been drinking 500 mil a day for the last two years. Unless you want to live on the toilet, like that's be, fine. Exactly. <laughs> You'll be weighing every 20 minutes. Um, and <laughs> also if you have like pelvic floor issues or yeah. something along those lines, maybe start out a bit slower than that and see what works for you. But for the vast majority of the population, 3.8 litres of water is not going to do anything detrimental and will probably do some yeah. really good things for you. 100%. <laughs> given, and I think, given most of us don't drink enough water. <laughs> no, no. I think this is once again just another great example of be aware what you were doing before. Exactly. Just like, you know, as you would ease into the training aspect of it, ease into the drinking aspect of it, you know. It's, uh, yeah, you don't want to go, you should never go from zero to 100 because it's just, it's uncomfortable for yeah. various different reasons. And tends to have detrimental outcomes of one sort or another, mm. sometimes small, sometimes big. All right, let's move on yes. to number four. Sorry, guys, I'm just checking my page because we want to make sure we cover all of this. <laughs> um, all right, so let's cover, read 10 pages. Yes. Now, this, depending on which video you watch and which person mm -hmm. doing the challenge you read about, what I got out of this is that it has to be a non-fiction book and it should be something entrepreneurial or something um, educational rather than just a, a, a easy read, Story right? <laughs> <laughs> so 10 pages a day of some sort of educational non-fiction entrepreneurial book. What do you reckon, Zach? I think, I mean, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think if you like reading, yeah. if you can see some value in it and you can make it a priority, I think this is really good. As long as, I guess, as long as what you're reading is exciting and interesting to you, then it won't yeah. be seen as a daunting task. Like yeah. I would definitely benefit from it. You know, I've got fucking five books that I have read a page of. I'm like, mm, I'm going to read that. And I just, I just don't, I don't yeah. place importance of it. Um, yeah, definitely. It, I see the value. It's definitely a skill we've moved away from, isn't it? Because, you know, growing up, you read all the time. Read like all the time. I used to get muscle. in trouble for reading in class. That's it. Like, but now it's just not something that we really do. It's not something, like you said before, yeah. it's not something we place importance on and maybe that's a, a benefit of this challenge, maybe bringing it back to the simple things because the book has to be a um a paperback book you can't do an audio book or yeah. something like that yeah so and 10 pages is a very reasonable amount I would say as well so it's, it's again much like the water very unlikely to be detrimental and highly likely no. to have some sort of benefit. no uh zero <laughs> zero side negative side effects I think that's it. That's it. So I think we can both back that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's talk. Take a shower. Take a five minute cold shower every day. And now Dak has some very strong opinions on this one. <laughs> I am the worst with cold water. Like we, when Zach and I will go to, you know, the hot baths or something yeah. and, you know, the peninsula spa and he'll always get in that really like 
really cold bath. I just can't do it. I can't. It's not. Nope. I don't. I. You know. And I've read. I've read on studies about the the you know positive effects of yeah. you know the the coldness of the water and you know hot and cold, hot and cold. And like yeah. that's great and that's fantastic for you, but yeah. um, it's just not <laughs> worth it for me. Yeah. I'm just nope. Mm-mm. Look at cold therapy. Um, people change their opinion on it all the time as well, right? Yeah, like, it's contradicting. Constantly come out saying one versus the other. Look, I, I've always um, found it beneficial from a recovery perspective with athletes that I've worked with. So I would yep. probably promote it from that perspective. The 75 hard, though, are promoting it from a perspective yes. of um, getting, basically getting your body to release dopamine and, and neurotransmitters that make you feel more positive and driven, you know, reward neurotransmitters, that's so the jazz. Mm-hmm. So if that's the only point to it, there's about 101 things that can trigger a dopamine response. So maybe find what yeah. works best for you and use that rather than sticking with just the five-minute cold shower. <laughs> yeah, like like if, I mean, I don't know, you know, I, I, I can't put on, you know, my hand five people who say like, mm, love me a cold shower. So I yeah. just don't, I think it would be a real challenge to consistently do that every single day for 75 days. Like, Especially in colder climates or where people don't run hot, very true. right? So men typically run hotter than women, so... For the vast majority of men, this is probably not as unappealing as it is for women. <laughs> and at different points in our cycle, girls run hotter and colder. Yeah, so it might also be, you know, one week of the month we might bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> the and the rest, maybe not. <laughs> nah, not happening. Maybe not. So, you know, there's all sorts of things that can factor into making that decision. Um, but, I mean, mm. I guess it's another one of those ones where it's not actually detrimental. Like, it's not. No. It's highly unlikely to do anything bad for you. I wouldn't recommend it if you had Raynards or something like that on a cold day, mm. jumping into a cold shower. It's probably not going to help you much. Nope. <laughs> but it's it's not going to be hugely detrimental. I actually recommend cold showers on hot nights or when people yeah. train late in the evening, but that's because yeah. your core body temperature has to reduce slightly to fall into a deep sleep. So I yeah. can see I can see the benefit there, but the when I recommend there. it, I say slightly colder than your body temperature. Yeah. So it just Not needs ice. to cool you down a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so definitely... Some pros and cons there, some things mm. to think about, but it's not one that's going to be a make or a breaker. And the lucky yeah. last one is progress picks every day. What do you reckon, Zach? I I <laughs> see the value. So, like, I reckon over the last year there's been, like, a little bit of a switch on progress photos. I think, um, you know, back, you know, uh, back two years ago, I think people saw them as really motivating, really positive. And I feel like over the last few years, it's kind of got quite a negative approach. Like people kind of see it as uh, it's, it, it just, it kind of shat, like, uh, shows them maybe where they're struggling or it kind of triggers them. And I think the, from that aspect, um, it can definitely be more of a negative than a positive. I and mm. but I definitely see the positives through taking progress photos. Yeah, I don't. I don't see the positives in taking progress photos every day. I agree. 
every day seems overkill for me. It's much like scale weight, unless you're trying to adjust your calories or something like that, where you need to get a really good baseline, really good idea of an average scale weight. I don't think it's smart to take your scale weight every day. Same with progress picks. Day to day, you're not going to see that much of a difference. So it can be really um, disheartening to sort of look at the photo and particularly if you have a day where you're holding fluid or something like that, that could be enough to make you fall off the challenge because you're kind of like, oh, well, I look like crap today. So (laughs) why would I bother doing it? That's another point, actually. Like if you're doing well, you're going to be far more likely to see positives in your photos than if you're not doing well. So say, for instance, you have stuck to your diet, you've done your two sessions, had your 3.8 litres of water, da 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 Visually, you're far more likely to see the benefits even if there's no significant change because you're in a better mindset. Yeah. We've all had that yep. day where we've woken up and to everyone else we look exactly the same, but to mm-hmm. us we look like we're stacked on 20 heels. <laughs> you know, you just have those moments. Yep. So have those days. Your mood plays a massive role in this. Huge. and my big fear is the obsessive nature of taking a photo every yeah. single day, the likelihood of it triggering body dysmorphia and yeah. those sorts of issues is definitely there. <laughs> I think I, I really like I really push it on clients to take yeah. the first week. Yeah. Because I know like, you know, and I, I haven't done it either, you know, you, you don't take a photo and then you you know you six to eight weeks later you're like I look amazing. Yeah. And you're like, Damn, I wish I, <laughs> I wish. wish I could see. I wish I could see that transformation. But every day, like for one, taking photos once a week is enough effort. You know, you have to Plenty. wake up, you have to be stands naked in the hallway, uh, freezing your ass off, and you just find go turn around to and take, take the photo. photo. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Or like find the perfect angle, make sure it looks the same, and then you yep. just send it or save it or show it or it's just, it's, it's a lot of process and it is about your body. And even, even if you're killing the water, you're killing, you know, you're doing the showers, you're doing everything else, right. Your diet's been amazing. You're feeling better. If you take a photo and you don't see the change that you expect, like you said, you'd be like, well, what's the point of this challenge? Even though it's not promoted as the weight loss challenge. Yeah. I think people would still expect it. Absolutely. That's, that's another point that we wanted to cover today. Was, it's funny because, as as we said, Andy doesn't actually push this as a weight loss challenge. He does say that you'll probably get those benefits out of it, but you would mm. if you're, you know, all of a sudden increasing exercise, improving your diet, da da da. He's yeah. telling it as this mental mental challenge. But if you go onto Google right now and you Google seventy five hard. Every photo that comes up is a before and after picture, which has nothing to do with mental softness, right? Like no. you don't see a photo of people saying, I made it through the 75 hard challenge and I feel so much mentally tougher. <laughs> you see <laughs> photo of them with a keg and then a photo of them with abs, you know, like that's how that's how see. would you take how would you take how would you even uh how would you advertise for a mental toughness transformation. Definitely. How would you? That's how we do this, right? <laughs> how would you even advertise? Like it changed my life. How That's can I it. sell this? That's it. It's a it's a very unique 
it's a very unique system to kind of critique because critiquing it from one perspective mm. you could definitely say it's got some detrimental impact but critiquing it from another there's probably not <laughs> I think I think it's because a large a large portion of the population see weight loss as happiness yeah or yeah. positive like oh you're overweight you must be unhappy yeah. like oh you lost weight you must be you must be so happy now so I think the before and after photos un, unfortunately kind of help that it's funny you bit. say that because the irony is with the before and after photo the after photo is the only one that should matter right so if you've made an effort to make a change that you want to sustain for the rest of your life looking mm. back on how bad you got shouldn't make you feel better about where you are what you yeah. what you've achieved should be the achievement achieved. in itself so it, mm. there's just so many different ways to look at it and I think psychologically some people can handle these things better than others so yes. psychologically I don't like doing progress pictures of myself but I'm happy for my clients to do it if that's how they prefer to track their progress I don't like taking yeah. them of myself because I'm hypercritical of myself at the best of times right so I know that when I take those photos, instead of Not looking at the positive. five, that's it. Instead of looking at the five positives, I'm going to look at the two negatives. What didn't move, what 100%. didn't work, da, da, da. So I yep. believe that I'm better off focusing on my skin folds because it's data and I can separate myself from it. Not everyone yep. can separate themselves from that data either. You know, like everyone's in a different yeah. boat. You've got to find yes. the way that works best for you. Yeah. It's, yep. It's so interesting. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Like, and and there are there's a handful of people that could do this challenge, and it could really change their life, and they could yeah. take a few positive changes away from it, and then just continue on. And then there's a, a handful of people who will get halfway through, fail, and go backwards. That's right. So that's it's, it's dangerous, I guess. That's in a way. very true as well. That's something I guess we didn't really cover. Is okay if you have to start again every time you fail this could be a hugely detrimental thing imagine your social mm. life if every time you yeah. fail the challenge you start your 75 days again imagine how much that's actually going to impact your social life your relationship with family and friends how many times do you have to fail the 75 hard to mm. to know that maybe this Not isn't for you, for you? <laughs> it's yeah it's yeah. much like um bodybuilding Bodybuilders who are breaking their diet six to eight weeks out from comp are mm. probably not suited for the sport, yep. you know, and that's yeah. okay. That doesn't make you any less yeah. successful. It just means that, you know, there might be a better way for you to go about it to achieve success in a way that you yeah. can sustain long-term and feel good about the outcome. Not everyone is not everyone has to be good at one thing and unfortunately, you know, you might want to be really good at bodybuilding, but you just like food too much. And that's okay. Food's delicious. We empathize. Yeah. But I guess forcing yourself to try and try something that maybe isn't for you is gonna have a much larger negative impact on you and your happiness than yeah. maybe just saying, Okay, well maybe this seventy five part isn't for me. You know, I've tried three times now. And I just can't do it and it's making me really sad. Yeah. 
know your limits, know, know yeah. yourself, you know, um, which is easier said than done, I guess. <laughs> yes. Things to aim for. All right, well, I think yes. we have covered just about everything we can cover on 75 Hard. So yes. we hope you enjoyed the episode, guys. We hope we enlightened you a little bit as to what this challenge is all about and what we think. We would love to hear your opinions. So click. Yeah, if you've like, done it. Yeah, uh, we'd love to hear about your experiences. That'd be great. Yeah. I reckon uh, yeah. like, subscribe, comment, you know, all that jazz down the bottom Do here. Do all those little things. <laughs> subscribe, share, put us out into the world. Um, and uh, what, uh, what's on our next episode? I think we're covering uh, uh, home workouts. Home workouts so, uh, next up. Be on the lookout for that, guys coming up guys <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening thank you guys stay safe